0: It gets better, cause it has to get better. We're all made of human. So you are listening to the Made of Human podcast, the Mopad, with uh, Sophie Agan. It's me. Hello. I uh, this is the, the David Morgan episode, and uh, I was I was on my way to an audition, and I had gotten up early, and I was all ready. And then I got a phone call saying the audition is cancelled. So all of a sudden I had a few hours in in London and uh, I'm not even sure why but all of a sudden David Morgan popped into my head and I thought I'll ask him to do the podcast and 40 minutes later we were doing the podcast so I had no time to really prepare and I didn't really know what to expect or what to think and then he showed up and just was amazing and I know it must be condescending hearing me say that I'm surprised by how amazing he was, but um, as I as I think I s- I say to him in the podcast, I say that, you know he's he works a lot in reality TV, or, you know he, he presents reality TV shows and he live tweets a lot of you know like X Factor and stuff like that, and it's all like a world that I'm not really into, and you know whenever we've we've met, it's usually been like some kind of fancy members only club and. You know, he, I don't know. I I think I had like an idea that I was gonna have to poke him a bit, or push him a bit to to talk about something other than pop culture. And and oh my God, shame on me! So much shame on me! What a what a stupid person I am! Because of course he's not that. Of course he's not that person. And uh, I think that was my own insecurity talking, my own insecurity thinking that oh no, he's probably too cool to talk about like emotion and stuff. And then he's, of course, uh, a human being <clears throat> with a lot of depth and a lot of issues and a lot of, <clears throat> you know, uh, past experiences that makes him just the most wonderful human being and so relatable. And, uh, I mean, I'm always getting a bit tearful because there's something quite... <sighs> what What's the word? Um... I want to say extraordinary or very special about you know, my whole life leading me to the moment <clears throat> where I sit in front of uh, another human being f- just to do a podcast, and then we both find out that we're terrified of making friends or trying to make friends. And as we are saying that to each other, the implicit thing is we would probably be really good friends if we weren't so fucked up and it's lovely finding that out and I don't know if me and David are going to start actually hanging out being actual friends because we are both fucked up and it takes a lot of effort on both of our parts, like just psychologically but it's it just felt so lucky that I was just on a bus everything came together he for some reason was in town and I for some reason was in town and and now this might be a really like the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Isn't that, isn't that lovely? That, how often does that happen? So I'm, um, yeah, I'm really, 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 really happy with this interview. Oh, this chat. It's not really an interview. It's just a chat. And uh, David's wonderful. And if you know anything about musical theater, you might get a tiny bit more out of this than, <laughs> than, the, than if you don't. Because both me and David are quite big fans of the musicals and um yeah thank oh he's oh you're gonna love him oh i'm so moved um yeah so uh just for you as a listener like you uh in in you in in whom i'm in your ears that's not a sentence i'm from denmark by the way i don't speak english uh just to you listening thank you thank you so this means a lot this is my favorite thing to do it's my baby my little baby podcast and i love it ever so much and it means so much as you're listening to it it's difficult it's difficult to make it takes hours and i have this shitty 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 computer and i can't do anything with it and it takes me hours to upload stuff because i have no storage on my computer and it's all blah and it takes me hours and hours and hours to do. so anyway, what i'm trying to say is uh i don't blame you if you want to go to patreon.com forward slash mopard m-o-h-p-o-d and um and donate you can donate so you can give like like two dollars per episode or ten dollars per episode or i think you can even be like uh, whatever ten dollars per month or whatever you can just do like a monthly thing so you just have to sign up once and then it does it all automatically uh so it's just like a one once in a lifetime uh decision you have to make and it'll take literally like five seconds and then i'm gonna start giving you special content soon um where i'm gonna uh Uh, you know I'll figure something out some videos some extra episodes that no one else gets to hear Uh, I'll promise you I'll get that I'll get that sorted ASAP as soon as I've uh, done some more interviews so I don't have to to sit and not have any episodes to to release to you so it's really worth it and I'm going to definitely make something special for you in there so uh, do that that would be lovely we're on Twitter at podmo p-o-d-m-o-h on Facebook uh, at uh, we have a Facebook page called the Made of Human Podcast. Please go and like that and share it with all of your friends. For not all of them, not the not the dickheads. only the people that you really like. You know, if, if there's someone at work who's really quiet, just always have their earphones in their heads, and and you you feel like you know, they might enjoy listening to this. Uh, you know, when people ask on Twitter or Facebook uh, which podcast should I listen to, and is there are nice people that you think would benefit from hearing about? weird people talking about their weirdnesses, then uh, let them know. And if you have a podcast, um, yeah, uh, let me know. I'm thinking about doing some cross something, you know, with other podcasts. We should work together and share listenership. I don't know. I just thought of that. (laughs) So I don't know. Anyways, you will love and enjoy this episode with David Morgan. You are so lucky to be listening to him. I'm so lucky to have spoken to him. We're so lucky, all of us. So thank you for listening, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Right, I'm going to start recording now, and I wanted <laughs> to tell that story <laughs> one more time. <laughs> <laughs> you just put up a Christmas tree on its, like, on its foot?
1: No, but like in a pot with soil. And we thought that if we put enough you soil just, in it the would pot. Grow? No, then it would grow, <laughs> but it would just at least stay up. Uh, but I, I found it down today. I haven't texted the house, because uh, oh, no. they'll panic. It's not that bad. So I will. Uh, it didn't land on anything. Like It didn't break anything. So it's, you it's fine.
0: <laughs> you sure you have checked if your housemate is still there? I'm
1: just, actually, I didn't check to make sure if any he's of the ball balls have been smashed.
0: He's underneath the tree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they've got jobs. They leave They leave early in the oh, morning.
0: Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Mm,
1: mm. I feel lazy, but they... Um...
0: Yeah?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think when you're a comedian, people forget that you work nights. Oh, so yeah. So when you don't get up at you know, half seven in the morning. I yeah. was like, oh gosh, you're so lazy. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah,
0: I was up till three. Yeah, I got <laughs> in at three.
1: Well, yeah. not, even, not even that, like you get in at midnight. So like if you do a yeah. gig in town and you get in at midnight, you don't then go straight to bed. No. no. Because it's not, it's and the end the of your working day. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. So then you stay up until three and everyone's like, oh, so really good, you just come straight to bed. It's like, but you don't come <laughs> straight to bed after you've been to work. Like, yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> And then I you get the thing of oh even been to work for twenty minutes it's like no
0: no I mean, it's not I mean that's, I also had to get there yeah
1: that's also the fun bit that's the bit I like that's <laughs> almost like lunch that's my lunch break <laughs> that was my lunch break and everything around it that's the work
0: yeah. oh yeah all the like, dealing with
1: the people that I hate in the green room <laughs> that's the work that's the hard bit <laughs> go
0: on give me names <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I will, but not on recording. are you sure oh okay. <laughs> god I will totally
1: give it now, well, this, now
0: this is going to be just drag well, there, there aren't
1: <laughs> that many that I don't like. At all. And I don't dislike yeah. anyone in comedy, actually. I don't think there's anyone who I actively want to fail. It's just there are some people that in a green room are harder work.
0: That's, 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 that's only the because po- politician's way of snaking yeah. your way out of that I mean, I'm
1: away, I am snaking away way out of it. But it's, it's also <laughs> because it's like uh, a green room is a very specific situation. Yeah. Because we're all private contractors
0: yeah, going we're, for the uh, same work. <laughs> and we're all trying to we all have each our own ways of, of getting in the zone mm. and you—you you will. we will find people in the, in the backstage room who uh, need to be the centre of attention to make themselves ready for the stage. Yes. And, and there then, are
1: others that will go backstage and just murmur to themselves yeah. their set for 20 minutes before they yeah, go on stage. I find it super weird. All the people that do vocal warm-ups. Like oh always, no,
0: oh no. But like, I, oh I, I,
1: I sort I of can. admire them because I oh think yeah, it's me. Courage. I think me not doing vocal yeah. warm-ups is because I don't I don't give uh, the work I do enough credit. Like, I don't feel like I should give it the authority of being worthwhile.
0: (laughs) Well, also... I don't want to look like an idiot.
1: Yeah, that is true, that is true. I don't want to do it and then lose my voice on stage yeah. because then I'll have fucked up twice. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and I would rather lose my voice on stage well, than having, you know, done the vocal exercises in front of people I respect.
1: And yet both of us know that that's backwards yeah. and we should just look after our voices yeah. and we'll be fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, we should be the assholes <laughs> doing it. Oh, I, I saw someone do stretches, like almost no. like yoga Yoga. I mean, I could, and I couldn't deal with it
1: I, I sort of bounce it. up and down if I'm emceeing especially I bounce up and down to get me uh, energised before yeah. I go to the audience because when you emcee obviously you go on and the audience are stone cold and yeah. so you have to sort of ease them in
0: Yeah, and I, also yeah.
1: I know that audiences react on empathy so if you go on and you're enthused they become yeah. enthused. It's like when you go on and if you're nervous, the audience automatically become nervous. Not because they're worried you're going to be bad. They're worried for you. They're worried um, that you're yeah. going to have a bad time. Yeah. And so they then go on edge and get all oh panicky.
0: God. They're so sensitive, those audiences, aren't they?
1: Yeah, group, groups, of <laughs> groups, <There's,
0: laughs> groups of people. Groups of people. Groups of people that like are
1: stupid and easy to manipulate, they're... which is why Trump won the election.
0: Well thank you for coming, David. <laughs> Thanks lovely. very much. Goodbye. <laughs> I like when I when I when I'm doing my tour shows in like Soho and like my, my mm. full shows. I like like before the audience comes in, I'll put on like my favorite song at the moment I'm my favorite yeah, like, yeah. like upbeat song. And I like to just stand on stage and just kind of not dance. That's a that's mm. too harsh of a word for what I'm doing, <laughs> it's
1: Are you twelve. Are you like. always on stage when the audience come in?
0: No, I say it's uh, hello to so them at the door. So yes, always, yes, that's what yeah. I mean. I
1: yeah. so my first I did that um, for both of my first, that's why I did my yeah. triple threat in Edinburgh, which was my first hour, my second hour, pretty. And I was on stage when they came in yeah. because I always, I thought it was really arrogant of me if the fo- like the 30 people that came in, because I was always in a small room, it was yeah. like 50 people. I always felt like if I did a, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. please welcome to the show. I was yeah. like, they know they that I'm know. stood behind a curtain. Yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. out of sight. Yeah. So why not? Just yeah. allow them to say hi and just welcome yeah. to the room because it's awkward. Like the oh, room. It's so awkward. Because also, if you if you haven't been to Edinburgh, it, like a venue is just a room.
0: Yeah, or like a and container.
1: So, yeah, and so they think they're coming to see like a show, especially. Yeah. Uh, if you've done a bit of telly, they expect yeah. that they're going to come in and it's going to be a theatre tour show, yeah. and you're like, "Well, no, no. no. <laughs> doing a bit of telly means fuck all yeah. now. Uh, it's it's <laughs> just <laughs> it's, it's another gig." Yeah. And so, it, it, yeah, so it's it, I thought it was a good way of taking the sting out the tail of it, not being as
0: Did showbiz you speak to them while you're on stage. Did you mm. like just at the microphone, just saying, "Oh, hello, commander"?
1: I'd have a little dance. Oh. I'd chat to them. It's made a bit, it's a bit more comfortable, and also because. Especially for Pretty, the show relied a lot on them giving a shit about me. Oh. Uh, so it helps if I have yeah. a bit more time to make them fall in love with me before I tell them yeah. horrible things about my life.
0: Yeah, I just I wanted to puncture the, the reveal.
1: Yes. And now yes, it's yes, me yes, on yes, stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So by being at the door saying hello to everyone, it was kind of like, oh, no, you've seen me now. Mm. There's no reveal. This is how I look. This is it's, me.
1: It's still a lie, though. For me, it's a lie. 'Cause the me that's chatting to them while I'm on stage and they're coming in isn't me.
0: Why, it's why the stage that? me. Is that a difference? Yeah,
1: hundred percent different.
0: Hundred totally percent is it like a character?
1: No, it's not a character. It's just the there are rules now. So I'm really good with rules. I can I can push rules to a limit, but if I don't know the rules then I just can't do anything. So there's no rules in, in normal social interaction. It's not. Whereas a, a, a I feel like there are a few, but not. Yeah, don't but they're shit not. In your they're hands, like, <laughs> throw it in their face. <laughs> but they're not. I can't. It's rule win. number one. It's, it's sort of like I can't win. Like, I don't know when it's my go. You know, it's not, like there's no set when it's my go bit.
0: Oh yeah, because in real life you you have to be yourself yes so you can't be
1: and you have to take the initiative and you have to yeah. go oh i'm gonna step in now and do my story and i hate that so that's much. awful whereas because everyone's like oh my god it's so it's so weird that you can just get on stage i'm like no that's oh, easy yeah. that's if the that's easiest the easy, thing in the world because they're all looking at me yeah and it's my turn to talk yeah and in some cases they've financially invested in hearing what i have to say yeah. so it's important that they have a good That it, yeah. everything is built on my it's in my favour mm-hmm. and so the rules are that I can talk to you and whereas in normal life I'm like no I'm going to go stand in this corner and crash <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> wow so but, but the things you say mm. the stories you tell is that all true
1: uh, or will you make
0: up stuff
1: it's from an, a nubbing of everything comes from a place of truth everything I yeah. talk about all my jokes from a place of truth yeah. um, they're never true they're never like fully 100% what happened
0: I mean, I get, like, changing...
1: Adding in jokes, taking stuff out.
0: I think I, I, I play with timelines a lot. Mm, mm. I don't really... A lot of my stories are built on this happened at that particular time, and that's never yeah, a yeah. lie, but, you know, sometimes it... You know, if, like if oh, it's hard to explain. But like, if, you
1: tell the, if you tell it the yeah. full truth, it's not interesting.
0: And it will take And it takes hours. Out, it yeah.
1: But then there's other stuff that I do, which is which I know are theatrical tricks, and I feel quite bad about it. So there's this one story I have. So for example, as a gay comedian, it's very difficult for me for t- to talk about sex on stage.
0: Really?
1: Uh, yeah. Because the audience, uh, it's it, it, generally, it's a step removed from what they are aware of.
0: Um, oh. So they'll be having I, questions. It,
1: yeah. So it's like watching Planet Earth. Uh, right. I have to... Introduce them. them to a, a creature, <laughs> the gay male, and then in, introduce them to what the gay male does uh, to, to mate. And that, to some people, is uh, distasteful. They don't want to hear about that. They don't want to think about that. Uh, now I
0: feel like there's something I don't know. Because I was like, we know. But, yeah. But now but I'm like, maybe there's... Most
1: people don't want to think about it, though. Like, it's very oh. difficult. Uh, <laughs> I talk about sex on stage more than some of the gay comedians do. Okay. Um, and I try, uh, not to euphemise it too much. Okay. Um, but then I do have to say, so there's this one story I have, which I think is very funny. It's very, very, very rude. It's, it, it, it involves talking about cum, uh, a bit and, uh, so it did actually happen to me. It happened to me. Uh, the story did, did really happen, but I don't know how to, didn't have to tell it. So I was at a dinner party. This woman asked me how old I was. I told her, and she did the thing you have to do. And you go, no, you know, that rule. <laughs> She's like, but your skin looks so good. I was like, I oh, thank you very much. And then she went just straight out, oh, that'll be all the cum. Like, just straight off. Wow. Just said that. By the way, hello. This has got an explicit tag on it now, this uh, podcast. apologise. Really uh, <laughs> and so I was like, because it, it, it's something people do to gay men, which is very, very funny, I think, is that they... They want to show you how much. Like I think black people, yeah, how okay they are with it. I think black people get okay, get it as well. When when within the first three minutes of you talking to them, you mention how much you love Beyonce, just so they're like, (laughs) oh, it's okay. He's fine with it. He's fine with gay with black people. He knows what's going on. Or if you if if you mention the word weave, and they're like, hmm, I watch Scandal. Like it's you know. And so I think that's what she was trying to do. But I think it's also quite funny because, you know, actually then it's quite awkward because I don't know where to go with that. And so then I have a bit of jokes about it. And I have a bit of material written around that. But in order to do it in a show, I have to invite the audience to it so i'll i tell another story that has me talk about my age and then i go oh my god guys actually this happened to me the other day i'm, I'm really so, like i haven't quite managed to turn the story yet but it's a story and i'm trying to get out there do you mind if i try it on you guys because you seem really cool and like it's very rude though is that all right so i have to do all of that wow. To be able to tell the, right, the other story, otherwise it doesn't work. And I have tried it without it and it does not work.
0: Really? And so I
1: almost have to tell them that they're great and they're cool and you know what's going on guys and you're, you're <laughs> ace and it's such, a, uh, it's such a lie, it's such a fallacy, it's such a theatrical conceit that I feel naughty doing it every time. I feel like I'm misleading the audience because quite a lot of my comedy, similar to you, my comedy comes from myself, it's about my reaction to things and how I deal with stuff. And so then by lying that, by lying that much to them, I'm sort of lying about everything else. Like everything could be a lie, but then it's theater. So everything is a lie, but it's comedy, which we tell people is us speaking truth to power. That's what we do. Blah, 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 which I think is bullshit anyway, but well, it's not bullshit. It is bullshit. It's bullshit. Sorry. That whole (laughs) uh, comedian's job is to speak truth to power is bullshit. It's not a comedian's job is to make people laugh and forget about how shit the world is. Sometimes that comes from bringing up how shit the world is in a funny way. Uh, but it's uh, so I feel bad having to do that, <laughs> but I do do it, and I don't know how we okay. got to that from the beginning. But no,
0: I get th- no. It was the whole how truthful. Oh, how truthful! It is. Because yeah. it is a true story, mm. but then you have to wrap it in some kind of annoying uh, like.
1: Well, you have to make it palatable for.
0: Yeah, you have to go. Have to bring them with you or invite them in to mm. Make sure they're in your world before you can.
1: Yes, unravel and I think my world so your world as a as a woman is slightly easier for people to connect into like 10 times harder for straight white men to, to tap into weirdly yeah. they, they just don't want to hear you but if there are women in the audience they're already there they're aware yeah. of it and actually when you talk about stuff that other comedians haven't done because they've been too busy couching their their comedy for white men yeah uh it's actually quite like oh my god like one of the biggest ones for this thing is louisa omelan oh yeah So when she came along she started talking about stuff and she was like i don't fucking care if men don't like this it's not for them yeah. which is excellent and so yeah. all the women went oh my god oh my god it's a thing for me and yeah. so she created this whole other audience which is incredible uh and i think uh it's harder for me because generally there are no gay people in the audience. Really? Um, Yeah, gay gay people don't go to comedy. Why not? Because it's a very...
0: Not as if you should know on behalf of everyone.
1: No, I think I I do know. I think I know why. It's because it's very combative. And uh, gay people are obviously quite keen not to be bullied. Yeah. And if you went to a jungler's in the 90s and you sat with your boyfriend or your girlfriend yeah. in the first three rows, you would have been pointed out. And so as a self-preservation thing, gay men just don't go to comedy. It's just not a thing that we do.
0: Fucking fuck. I mean, I, I felt it. I, I, I had a realisation. I think I must have mentioned this in this podcast mm. before, but um, being in an audience... Like taking from like fat jokes or mm. a woman, woman jokes, when people do them, it's not as much the fact that they make fun of what you are, who you are. Yeah. It's the fact that they say them. Yes. You know how fat people are like this instead of you know how you fat people like mm-hmm. you're not even in the room. No. You, you, the, it's like a whole room talking about you while you are there, mm-hmm. and all you have to do is go oh oh, you were never talking to me. Uh, I just had to listen to everyone around here going, oh, yeah, yeah, that's how we've all felt about that person yeah, yeah, to yeah. Me. And I think that's one of the, the worst bits of the ex- exclusion, that they're not even yeah. assuming that you're there.
1: Oh, yeah, it's horrifying. It's yeah. horrifying.
0: Do you, do, do you get reaction? Because <laughs> you must have gigged to? Do you attract a gay audience then? No. No?
1: No, no, no. Uh, yeah. It's an odd one, isn't it? I don't think I do. I think other gay comedians do. Well, it's, it's like weird. Ah, uh, uh,
0: Do you pick on them? Do you ten... pick on them in the audience? David? No, I
1: don't. To I don't pick on them. them. I don't pick, them pick on count. them. But then equally, I just I think sometimes the jokes I'm making are stuff that they've had. They've thought already. I'm not. am not. Oh. I'm not unique. I'm not special to them. I'm not, <laughs> They're like not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cover my not, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on not on. interesting. It's not interesting to them. It's a story they've heard.
0: But that's what you want to see in comedy. You want to possibly, see someone say. Uh, I mean, have you ever done a joke on stage that? You thought was, like, common experience, and then you said it out loud, and you realized, oh, I'm the only one who's ever felt that
1: way. Uh, 100 of my comedy.
0: Guys, <laughs> <laughs> no one, come on your face. No, no one does that,
1: David. What are you talking about? It's awful. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think I've ever. Uh, experiencing the world as a musical. I, I didn't think anyone. I thought more people did that.
0: What? How? Go on. I am obsessed with musicals, and we're in uh, the Phoenix Artists Club, which is uh, below a musical theatre theatre. Yes, theater. indeed,
1: it's, it's so showbiz in here. I can't it's, even get to so, it. Deal it with. So much. Uh, I I didn't really deal with emotion ever uh, very much. I was very um, emotion that you had to keep an even keel. And just be fine? Generally, you just had to be fine, unworrisome. That's how you had to be. My entire childhood, like, just, yeah, like, Like, teenage years.
0: From your family, that's Mm. something you've been taught?
1: No, it's just I don't think I ever wanted to, I didn't ever want to be a fuss. Oh,
0: yeah. So you kind
1: of keep yourself. Yeah. I don't, think it was ever, I don't think it was ever told to me. It was never imparted to me. It was a personal thing that I decided that I wasn't going to be a fuss. I wasn't going to be a bother. Were you the, so uh, you,
0: do you have uh, siblings? I've got
1: a younger sister. Yeah, yeah. You're the oldest? I am the oldest. Yeah,
0: yeah. it makes sense.
1: Uh, Come I'm on. so nice. <laughs> Come on. I'm amazing. Uh, so I kind of kept everything on even keel and so I didn't have big emotions. And so uh, musicals. Well, so when I was little, I was very, very, very quiet. A uh, really quiet child, wouldn't talk to anyone. And so my mum. Uh, Who was a teacher was sort of aware that that would uh, hinder me in later life. So she, very early on, when I was like eight or nine, maybe slightly younger, well, actually, no, I was younger than that, seven or eight, uh, actively tried to get me into drama (laughs) so that I would learn to use my voice because she knew that was important. And for that, I thank her for the rest of time, um, which was an amazing foresight of of my mum to see. Uh, I think it's because she was also aware my my writing was never very good. uh, I'm uh, this is going to come across very arrogant, and i 'm aware of that, but i 'm going to have to say it anyway. Go I on. was very intelligent or I, I am quite intelligent um, but i did i couldn 't get it out of me yeah uh, through writing because my handwriting was was fucking terrible uh, It turned out a couple of years later that I was de as dyslexic, and that 's why uh, yes um so my mum realized that the way i was going to be able to communicate was through my voice and so she put me into drama classes to try and get me to do stuff try and get me to make friends as well because i didn't i never made friends never made friends until like two years ago uh, <laughs> <laughs> um never made friends so she was trying to get me into groups that's what she was trying to do and so we tried football and we tried dance and we tried drama and one of those sticked um so uh because of that um God, where were we where did we start on this? Sorry, I've just gone on a meandering. No, it was r- the emotions. Oh the emotions no, because musicals. of that. So th- and then because of that I started to get into musicals and I understood the reason people sing, the reason people sing musicals always, it's it's never that people are like, Oh, they just burst out into song and it's not, people don't burst out into song. That's not what happens. You're not walking down the street and all of a sudden go, Oh, there's some soup. That's not how it works. <laughs> Songs come at points at which the emotions are so high and so like they're so inside of you that you have to sing. There is nothing else you can possibly do. You just have to sing. That's the moment. That's the thing. It's like the I've discovered this thing and this is my moment in Jekyll and Hyde or I am I'm so forlorn and broken and lonely that I have to sing to myself to explain what's going on, like on my own in in Mires or I'm so happy to see someone, you know, or I'm just, you know, I'm so sad and the the people come around you and sing You'll Never Walk Alone, like in Carousel, like all that stuff, that's what the Singing is, and so that's how I sort of understood emotion. That's how I got through it. So that's how that's what I loved my musicals. Is that so I would see my life as a musical? So was like, Oh, I'm sad now, so this is what I'd sing here, or I'm excited here. This and then other songs would get me through stuff. So when I discovered Rent, when I was, was um, 14, m- 15, no, oh, that
0: was my f- that was was first musical. Yeah,
1: I thought you saw the
0: movie.
1: Oh my god, and that's the
0: first time I've ever seen anything where people just started singing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, it's Rent's amazing. It was, um, uh, yeah. Rent, uh, rent was good for my parents in a weird way, because I, they, I, I came to rent and they came to rent as I was coming out, as it was kind of becoming obvious that this is what's going to happen.
0: Fourteen, fifteen, yourself?
1: Yeah, so I came when I was fifteen, um, and I'd known since I was like nine, um, but when I came out, and that kind of I think helped us all kind of understand. Uh, it was going to be different, but it wasn't going to be the end of the world. And it was um, it was quite hopeful. Rent's quite a hopeful musical uh, in parts. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it is. It is hopeful. Yeah. Even the
1: people that die yeah. are yeah. hopeful that stuff is going to get better. Yeah, and it's, it's about like you know, kind of living for yourself and yeah,
0: you know, uh, doing, independence from yeah, from yeah, capitalism. From, from yeah. And f- yes, parents yes, yes. and and yeah. But how? So when you were nine, how did you? Is it just a thing that pops into your head? So I didn't know I was
1: gay because I didn't know the words. Yeah. Uh, So I knew I was different from the other boys when I was like six or seven. I knew I wasn't like them. Um, And I didn't know what it was. And then I got called gay for the first time in year four, which is uh, 11, 10, 9, 8. So 7, 8, 8, 8. I was called gay when I was 8 for the first time on the playground. Um... And the boy that called me it didn't know what it meant. Uh, so we had to go and ask a year sixer. And when he asked the year six guy who told him the word previously, they then started running around the playground so they'd get away from me. Because I was trying to figure out what it meant as well. So I was like, well, what, what have it been called? So I ran behind them oh, okay. as they told, told each other what gay meant. And uh, so I got to the bit and he was like, oh, this gay man was mean? And he was like, oh, that's when a man loves another man instead of a woman. And once I heard that, I was like, oh, that's what I am. That's, that's and it sounded quite nice. Like, I didn't understand why anyone would be mad about that. Like, I didn't understand that would be a bad thing. Because that's obviously what I was. It was like, oh. And obviously, you don't have sexual, sexual feelings when you're seven or eight. But you just have this uh, compulsion. And I always knew that when my aunts and stuff were like, oh, you're going to break so many girls' hearts. So I was like, eh not going to happen. <laughs> and I knew that. And it wasn't just the, ugh, girls are gross thing that boys have. It was literally, I, I sort of know, I knew back then that I wasn't, I didn't care about the attention of girls in the same way that I cared about the attention of boys. And so then I, knew, I sort of knew where it went. And it, 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 yeah, it sort of broke it for me. But then that then led to because i i think people don't get sometimes with how it was i don't know how it is now at all i came out in uh, 1999 and to kind of couch that something when i came out the age of consent was still 18 um section 28 was only just kind of coming out um you we couldn't get married we couldn't have kids there were very few rights for gay men um queerest folk was coming out that year so it sort of hadn't even broken through um to media so it was actually quite big thing so I came out as 15 but from kind of eight nine to 15 I lied to everyone I met every day of my life for that period of time just in case they found out what I was really thinking so I was acting my external life for my entire childhood and I don't think I don't know if that's I think that's what quite a lot a few gay men do I don't think that's what everyone does at all some people it affects them a lot less it affected my boyfriend a lot less than it affects me which is why I talk about it more than he does Um, but I I was very aware that I was acting I was I was pretending for for a long time like you know
0: were you scared how people were going to react or were you just not ready to I
1: was terrified if anyone found out terrified because A I thought I could change it I thought wow. I could pop a because, like, when you everyone's read the books, it's like, it was like, oh, I've got feelings of men. Well, it might just be a phase, it's how it always begins. It's Whoa. like, well, it might just be a phase. Well, it might just be a phase. So what thing is go, that? All books about puberty, all of them. Are you I'm kidding? Having, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm having strange feelings. Um, and it's like, oh, well, it could just be. It's probably just a phase. It's like, it's just a phase is always the thing that's like, and obviously, when you're a teenager, you're like, well, it could just be a phase. I mean, I don't like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles anymore. Maybe I'll stop <laughs> liking boys. Like, it's. <laughs> it 's a it 's a weird thing, and so then it it almost uh diminishes the importance of the feelings you 're having yeah. and it's like and then you try harder to like girls um, and like, it's just it doesn 't stick like you I'm, i just i wasn 't like the other boys I just wasn 't at, at zero point was i like i wasn 't even like the nerds, like I kept trying to fit in to these groups, and they'd just never fit into any of them because i wasn 't like them, and also i couldn 't be myself around them because then I might find out I was queer, like it was. Yeah, it's a very difficult thing. I don't think we talk about that because people really don't want to think of gay children. They really, really don't want to think about kids being gay. People hate that idea about kids being gay. But we've got to come from somewhere. Like, there are gay babies. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was a gay baby. I mean, the Catholic Church won't do my gay, um, gay wedding, but they, would, would, they did my gay, gay christening. Like, they christened a gayer. That's what they did <laughs> in their church. And that's what happened. And they confirmed a gay man. Um, they didn't realise until I came out and left the church. But... We don't want to talk about gay children, but they do exist.
0: Yeah, of course, hundred percent is.
1: And I know you have that those parents now, like oh, I would love it if my kid was gay. I would love it if my kid was gay. It's like no, you love the idea of your child being uh, Gok One or <laughs> Alan Carr. You don't like the you. You, you want don't want Alan to Cabin. think about your child.
0: Yeah.
1: marrying a man. That's like, you like the eunuch. It's almost it's a sexless thing. Quite like the right. game on the television, we view as sexless because we don't want to talk about them having sex because sex is the bit of the gay bit. We'd, uh, there's a brilliant line in Queerest Folk where they're talking of so the mums talking about their gay sons, and it's like, oh, it's fine if you don't think about the bumming, and that's what everyone thinks. It's all right if you don't think about the bumming because the bumming is the bit that people can't get past.
0: But that's like people, like uh, homophobes, who say, oh no, it's fine as long as they don't do it in front of me, mm. and that's talking about holding hands and uh-huh. kissing. Which is, like, the most... But most
1: people think that, I think, most, still. Not really? Yeah, there's a thing... That's heartbreaking. I think it's sort of... So, f- uh, we are equal in the eyes of the law now. But there's a different thing, and I refer to it as the, uh, the quiet hatred of tolerance.
0: The quiet hatred of tolerance. So, it's okay. like,
1: they tolerate it because they have to. Because they know they have to, and they know that you'll be a bit of a social pariah. Like, it's not okay to be homophobic. Yeah. I think homophobia is now in that same place as racism, Whereas somebody does it in polite company, you get that face. You get that, yeah. oh, I don't... Oh, no, that's not yeah. okay. <clears throat> you know, Uncle John, that's not okay to have that thought. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it will be brought out, but that doesn't stop the fact that there will probably be two or three other people in that conversation who will think the same thing but won't say it out loud. And so because of that, their their decisions are more insidious. They're more... Internalized, and it uh, just because they can't get it out, yeah, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because it, you can't say it out loud doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It, it, yeah, it, and that's what's kind of I think happening in America at the moment with all of the the racism stuff. Like the moment, and over here with Brexit at the moment, they, people sort of went, "Oh, some of those views are okay." Now we're starting to hear those people who yeah, would have kept it quiet before, yeah. exactly, and it, and that it proves we thought we were further ahead than we were, and we're not.
0: Yeah, but I th- it's that. Which some people call radical, that radical thought of Mm. um, we're all racist, we're all homophobes, we're all transphobic because we've been brought up in a society that was. Mm -hmm. So there's no way we don't all have that somewhere inside of us, Uh, which uh, collides with that thought of the first thought you have is what you've been uh, taught to have. The next thought is what you choose to think. Mm. So I do think you're right about like a lot of people will will have these feelings, but if we all just acknowledge that... Yes. Oh, no, no, we have that. That's mm. okay. Like, everyone has that. And then we have to move on from there. Yeah. Then we have to acknowledge, we have to find the voice, listen to where did this come from? Oh, yeah, grandparents, yeah. or yeah, yeah. On TV, or well, uh, like, church, or whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, I have this um bit in my turn now, so I have to come out at the beginning of every gig because you can't see my disability. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah, you laugh. That's homophobic. <laughs> <shit. laughs> but, no, but that's the problem. That's the problem. That's what yeah. I talk about. I'm like, oh, I'm. I'm gay but I will come out quite quickly. And I do this bit about it, so I don't know if I have to or like uh, I don't know if I have to and then someone will always be like oh I knew and it's like well that's homophobic. Uh. It's like it's not okay it's okay to think it. It's okay to go perhaps he's gay. It's not okay to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. and so I do this bit about how <clears throat> I have to come out because when I drop because otherwise people will look at me and people listen but in the moment I'll drop in like boyfriend or mm. uh, Kylie or musicals or whatever they will go. Oh, that's what's wrong. So it's like oh. it's that, and I always say, "Oh, that's what's wrong," and it gets a laugh because it's never anyone's first choice. Um, mm. Still, and I completely it's understand the, that. they're
0: the, the, not like it's
1: not, the, not the, so, so it's default the to general, everyone. Yeah, yeah. The, default yeah. is straight white man. That yeah. is default when you meet yeah. someone. Default they're straight. Default
0: they're a white man. Yeah,
1: they're a white man, <laughs> <laughs> even if they're a woman. Yeah, like, just are assume. you like a white man? Always um, assume you do. Always assume that.
0: You
1: yeah, know, they're straight, and then someone you question that. That's yeah. also because everyone comes at you with their own, own. Uh, they they imprint themselves on the other person because mm. you, you don't know what that person's going to think. So you sort mm. of you you make a best guess. They're going to think a little bit like you. Oh yeah, yeah similar yeah. to you.
0: Yeah, which or is, similar to whatever you can relate that yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. all yeah. the stereotypes on TV, and mm-hmm. this is how we think everyone. All the in this people
1: you've met who are like that person, like you, yeah. try and build up a picture of what they're like. Yeah. Or well, some people do, some people don't care, but I, I do. Yeah. Uh, because I think
0: it's quite normal. Yeah, yeah. But it's not just how, oh, I'm, I'm going to say something really stupid now, like how brains work, you know? like Because sort of. you'll see a new thing, mm. and what your brain does, I imagine, that <laughs> it's hungry. It's, I imagine it'll go like, oh, it has the same shape as a chair. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to guess that's a chair. It's
1: probably a, a, chair. Chair. It's yeah, probably yeah, a yeah, chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that must be how it works. It must be how it works. Right. We need we need some sort of fact checker just sat with us going, David, Sophie, your sure thoughts right. on, uh, on brains.
0: You know what? If I'd said that with more confidence,
1: people, would, people, people would, would have
0: been like, oh, okay, that's They'd okay. go into work tomorrow
1: right. and be like, Sophie Hagen said this amazing yeah. thing about chairs.
0: <laughs> you know how brains work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah I, do, I think you're right. We, we, mm. we uh, make conclusions based on like previously.
1: Yeah. But then also I do worry. I worry a lot about what people think of me in a very arrogant way. Uh, like, I just assume everyone's thinking about me all the time and looking Aww. at me. When you're in a room, you're like, oh, obviously they're looking at me. And I know they're not, like they're not. They are not because I'm not important, but I do get that kind of arrogant thing. And then um, it was only three or four years ago, someone was talking to someone about this and they were like, right, when you look at a group photo, who's the first face you look for? And I was like, well, mine, obviously. And they went, yeah, everyone does that. No one gives a shit about you. And you're like, oh. And that opened up a little door in my brain oh. that was like, everyone is thinking about themselves because of course they're thinking about themselves yeah. because they're themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: I have a bit more freedom now to fuck about because they don't care as much as I thought they did. And that, that kind of hit me a little bit more than it probably should have done for somebody who was nearing their 30s. <laughs> it's,
0: I, I, I found out when I was 16. Because mm. there was a quote in a book saying, uh, you wouldn't care so much about what other people thought of you if you knew how seldom they did. Mm-hmm. And I put that on all my like, school yeah. folders. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. just like, remember this. <laughs> you got to remember this. <laughs> you know, when you're not in school, you go, oh my God, they're all just sitting there talking about how I'm not in school. It, no care. one knows. No, no they, no they don't care. The next day they're like, oh, this is, yesterday was nice. <laughs> like, but
1: weirdly, for us, <laughs> for us as people who our performance and so therefore are aware that we need people to give a shit about us in order to make any money that's terrifying <laughs> yeah that's terrifying oh
0: no i mean now it's they like, all think of us oh I know they all the time we've, we've been on television because it's all, like what's now, worse we fixed it we fixed it now <laughs> they do now they do think of us
1: because it's like what's worse what, you're, you're you're like uh, your sex tape leaking and everyone talking about it or your sex tape le- leaking and no one talking about it like what is worse
0: it's oh god ugh. yeah <laughs> it's scary. It's so
1: because scary. that's awful because it's an awful situation yeah. but if it did leak and no one heard i would be annoyed like i'd be like how dare people Uh-oh, not want to, to see, see, see me having sex it,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i uh i remember there was like when i was twenty, nineteen twenty. Mm. i had like a big friend group and lots of stuff happened and I fucked it up like I hmm. just it, I I, I, got a, I got I had a girlfriend for a month which is that's how I can I, I, I became unofficial bisexual <laughs> official bisexual but then I fucked it up uh, <laughs> like she was uh, like actually mentally yeah, yeah not she was not alright she's, she's just not an alright person but I was like completely engaged in this whole like she was so cool and yeah, everything yeah. she did was just so cool and I did everything she, I got like piercings places and uh, this is how she was I later met um, uh, her other ex-girlfriend that I had during the time I've been with her I was so uh, I was so jealous of this ex-girlfriend because I heard she was great and then I met her after I'd broken up with with the girlfriend and then I and I said to her this is really embarrassing but when I was with her I got this piercing and she went (laughs) oh yeah and then she, she she took her hair away from her neck and she had 18 stars tattooed down her back and she said yeah I was there as well. So she is oh this, yeah, she's this kind of person who just has that effect on people where they go, oh no, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Uh, like so, a cult
1: leader but for the cult of oh, one.
0: Yeah. Seriously, so it was crazy. And I've met more people like that. We almost mm. have like a club of her ex-boyfriends and girlfriends where we just go, whoa, what happened? I know, right? <laughs> so because I brought her into the life of my friend group, she like, just poisoned their lives. Like She oh made it God. living hell for them. She moved into someone's flat without them being okay with it like she, she oh my god anyways when that all lasted like a month and a half mm. and then i completely got away from it moved away didn't mm. give her my address change number everything uh but she kept being in their lives for a few more months yeah and i just left that friend group because i was like yeah they're never going to look at me in the same way again because i fucked everything up and then three or four years later i was invited to their house party and i was standing in front of their, their door and, and i was thinking okay in my head I'm going to go in and they're all going to be like oh, Sophie <laughs> you fucked everything up how dare you show your face here and I was just going this is not like yeah. this is what's happening they don't remember of course they don't remember no one cares mm. no one cares mm. and I stood outside that door for like 20 minutes and then I was like okay I'm just going to go in they'll probably just be like oh hey and we'll have a talk I'll yeah. go out there. and I walked in and everyone went oh, Sophie <laughs> You ruined everything. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, the fallacy is true," <laughs> and I had to sit with every single one of them and apologize oh and my like god. explain what had happened. And it was quite a nice feeling, but that having that like your worst fear confirmed,
1: yeah, part of
0: me was like, "Nah, D- you wouldn't think so much about what other people think if you knew how." The- <laughs> they'd all been going, "That you piece you- of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you left us with this." Yeah.
0: Oh, your fault but it was a nice redemption kind of feeling and then That's also so going funny. oh no so- sometimes you do no sometimes they do care yeah. <laughs> if, you fuck, if you fuck up enough they'll care <laughs> um, mm. I love that you love musicals
1: Hmm.
0: because I love musicals too
1: I know we do have you... we have many chats about Hamilton
0: I think you introduced me to Hamilton did I yeah <sighs> do you remember which night that was no or maybe that was it was right after when we went to that awful place, Groucho.
1: Oh, the Groucho! <gasps> and
0: I and I met a, a coke up person for the awful. first time. It's
1: amazing. <laughs> for, <laughs> for the first for time, the I met anyone
0: who was on coke, and I just couldn't handle it.
1: <laughs> You've never met anyone before. And
0: I don't. Th- not that I know of. <sighs> I think maybe I've met annoying people just thinking that was their personality. And now you go,
1: oh, oh that's Coke. what it is. Yeah, and, yes, I, yeah. and yeah. I know
0: everything about it. And I'm like, oh, I assume that's a uh, cook. Yeah. You, that you have. Um,
1: I mean, because having been in comedy, to- <laughs> you have definitely met people on Coke before. You've done Edinburgh. Like, you've done Edinburgh. Oh,
0: I, feel, I feel like, you know, like when you were a child and, and, and people started drinking and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Like alcohol? Like, <laughs> I'm like, guys. Coke? Like in the
1: movies? Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> what are we like?
1: Oh man, it's so funny. Yeah, I'm, I I listen to Hamilton too much now.
0: Yeah? Do you, I feel like, how do you feel I, about the mixtape?
1: Oh my god, it's amazing. Do you,
0: you think so? Uh,
1: bits of it are amazing, yeah. I think bits the it, Ke- yeah. Kelly Clarkson's Quiet Uptown is quite something.
0: I like that one. But that's and also musically.
1: Yes. Are you not a massive fan of rap? Is that You is know that what? Why?
0: The reason I like musicals, I think one of the reasons is... What you just described, which I've never thought of before, that it is, because I've also never shown any feelings at all. Yeah. Like I was that child that was so emotionless because I wanted to please everyone yes so my grandparents would always be very controlling and like sit on this chair for two hours do make a noise and I'd be mm-hmm. like okay then my sister came five years later and was just screaming and crying the whole time and so they just they just hated her because it was like no, what, why is she being so annoying and I was just sitting there with like a little boat. I'm and the best annoying. one yeah just being like shh we have to be very quiet now and watch the news for two mm-hmm. hours. My mm-hmm. sister was like, no, that's fine. <laughs> oh, well, she's not going to get any inheritance. But So I think that's exactly why yeah, I love like yeah. musicals. I cry. Yeah. It's not
1: just musicals either, though. It's like soundtracks on adverts. Like, if an advert has a decent <laughs> soundtrack, I will wait for hours. Oh. Also, it's certain things I cry at a lot. Like, a woman who has, who has uh, made personal sacrifice for the betterment of others seeing someone else succeed when they cry I weep <laughs> like a child
0: what about endings of sitcoms the oh last my god episode.
1: last episode of sitcoms remember
0: when uh, Michael Day Fox left Spin City
1: oh my god yes <gasps> wept for days oh my god I when they're all putting that. their keys on the sideboard in Friends yeah 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 I um, mean I mean Bits uh,
0: Fresh Friends of Bella when they turn off the, the oh my god uh, the light and then yeah. Carlson comes running down <laughs> good guys you forgot about me <laughs> Oh and I, I don't want no spoilers, mm. but did you see The Good Wife?
1: I I love the Good Wife, yes. You see when Oh when that happened. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I took a good week off work.
0: I stopped yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop watching.
1: It. Or the West Wing. i have
0: not seen watch it. the West Wing. Oh my god, watch yep. the West Wing, yeah. much, especially oh
1: now god. because it will give you faith in American <gasps> politics.
0: Oh, good. Um, good, good, good,
1: good. but yeah, it's uh, the end of the, one of the okay. episodes. That I'm like, <laughs> thinking,
0: oh, but is that is that normal? Or is that because we're broken? Is that because we've we've never learned to feel I emotion, think, so now we're getting it out through that?
1: I think it's because we're slightly broken. Okay, uh, because those <laughs> are the allowed receptacles for it, for uh, emotion. Yes,
0: uh,
1: I I I've. I've come up with this theory i'm gonna come across as a right dickhead now for me because uh my boyfriend and our housemate who uh is my boyfriend's cousin they're very 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 oh. very similar very similar boys very very intelligent really smart really super empathetic lovely boys R- they're amazing and their biggest fear is appearing ill-informed or arrogant i oh. hate that But they both work in corporate environments where sometimes the ill-informed and arrogant can go further than you because they shout louder. Yes. Which uh, is something that uh, I don't know if you've ever had to deal with that, Sophie. I can't imagine that's ever come up in comedy with you. (laughs) No. No, never had. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone always has well-formed out opinions that are in no way ill-formed.
0: We all think it through. Totally. And none
1: of us are Um, (laughs) show-offs. So because of that, I was thinking about it more with me and uh, and because I've only just started making friends. I'm mm-hmm. 33. Hello, uh, I'm not very good at making friends um, because I never want to and I think it's the emotion thing with us as well I mm. never want to be a burden to anyone at any, mm. p- at any point in my life oh, I don't yeah. want any I don't want to be in anyone don't accept want, help no yeah. I don't no. want anyone to have to worry about me mm. uh, before they worry about themselves I don't like to take mm. anyone's time because I think I don't feel I deserve someone to take time on me Mm. or take up the time. And this happened a lot, actually, when I first started doing comedy. Uh, I was very, very, very different. So I would do about 45 minutes of material in six minutes. I would, like... (laughs) wow through it like straight away it won't leave any gaps like people couldn't laugh at my jokes because there wasn't time like I don't have time for you to to laugh because I because I didn't want to leave a gap because someone might bully me and I didn't want to like (laughs) and I remembered when I was doing drama when I was little and this woman used to yell out if you're not moving you're not interesting like that kind of thing so I was like it was constantly time I mean it's been interesting oh my god oh my god because I didn't feel like I deserved the time I didn't feel like I deserved the 10 minutes that they were giving me for me to entertain them changed now I mean I am <laughs> indulgent uh, I no, will say I, one word in 20 minutes so
0: I was taught that when I first started doing comedy in Denmark mm. they they would say uh, you know there's so many people wanting mm. this spot mm. and there are so many people in the audience who have paid to see you yeah. well that's you know it seems to do, see a whole set and then you're doing it's 10 minutes Yeah, you better be fucking good exactly. to justify being up there and to me that I was like yes that's my whole life yeah that's, I, I, this feels so right because mm. this, all I need to do now is mm-hmm. be better than possible yeah. and then uh, work too hard and not give myself any breaks or any empathy or sympathy. <laughs> and I just need to work so hard that it hurts a lot. And, and yeah. I know it'll, it's going to hurt anyway, so this is a perfect job for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just has to hurt a lot. Mm, I'm, this is my yeah, life. Yeah. I'm good with this. Yeah. So I enjoyed that, that uh, um, challenge of uh, you have to be better than... Than anyone can be. Yes,
1: yes, and it's it's that I think it's that um not wanting to that that one not wanting to seem arrogant because it, it, yeah. it's such a horror. Yeah. That I really don't want to yeah. be that person. But because of that, you then start pulling yourself back in a weird little way and mm. not taking up the space that you do deserve. And that's thing that yeah. I, I had to when I started doing telly bits. I mean I've only done a little bit, I haven't done massive big things. But with the stuff I have done. Uh, Learning that, n- like eighty percent of it isn't being funny; it's looking like you belong there, is really important. Like learning that you need to own that space—it's like a double confidence because you have to do it through a screen, and uh, not being phased by things, and being able to make a mistake and realizing that that's okay. Like if it's recorded, you make if the audience don't laugh at your joke carry on like they did because if the editor thinks it's funny they'll put a laugh on it (laughs) if it isn't funny they'll cut it out no one will know it existed like it's fine if it's live telly and you make a mistake you go, pff, made a mistake. Whoopsie daisy, own it. Because if you look like you're flustered, you ruin everything. The audience have no confidence in you. And it's, it's a confidence thing. It's all this confidence. I wish, I wish, I wish when I was 14 I'd have learned that 90% of human life is confidence. Uh, or pretending. It, yeah, you have pretending confidence. confidence pretend yeah. confidence. You d- not everything has to be backed up.
0: Do you, do you ever meet someone or talk about someone and then someone says they're so insecure? And that's when you realize they were insecure? Because mm-hmm. you've believed. You believe them when they seem confident and mm-hmm. someone says, no, no one's that confident. That's a, that's a, an act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously they're insecure. And I go, oh, no, <laughs> other pe- why would other people be insecure? They're not me.
1: <laughs> but that was me. Like I was the insecure one that was being super confident and I thought I was getting away with it, but everyone knew how insecure I was because I was being overconfident. Like it was a nightmare. I had
0: no Just idea. fooling myself. I didn't know you were insecure. Oh, I know you were horrendously so. I know you a bit. Yeah, I'm not, apparently that. <laughs> <No, laughs> well, no, you, you want know to as share much as you're allowed
1: to. <laughs> uh, the same with everyone else. That's my thing. I, I made a lot. I make. Uh, I made a lot of shallow friendships. I'm, I'm really, really good at making acquaintances and having people be aware of me. I'm not very good at uh, making friends that I could text in a crisis, or yeah. even if I'm just bored. Even if I'm just that like, I would never. I'd rather spend six hours wandering around a city, wandering around London on my own with nothing to do than text someone that I know would probably have coffee with me in case they said no, like, Which is terrible. That's all. No, but I've I, like, done the same.: I, I mean? asked a, yeah. a,
0: a girl out for coffee, mm. like a friendship thing. Yeah. And she said, "Oh, yeah, I'd love to when I'm back in London." And then I was like, "Yeah, yeah cool." And then I just never yeah. I was like, no, I've tried. I'll try. I know. <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm there. I'm very vulnerable. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm not. But interested also,
1: <laughs> you know that if you text her now, when what are you doing on Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, she'd be like, "Oh yeah, sure, let's go meet up." But yeah. why yeah. don't
0: we do oh, that? Yeah, why yeah, don't yeah. we just text yeah. them? No, It's gone. It's. But I, I did that with like friends. I can be friends with someone for eight years, and if they do something that I think is like, like if if someone does something that is very bad and very unforgivable, mm. I can feel how I can so easily. Get ice cold and just go. Now we're not friends anymore. Because it's it's like a defense mechanism. Like yeah, my, yeah. My, my brain just goes, oh no no, yeah. no, 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 we we're not letting anyone in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like because I fall in love really quickly yeah, and with yeah. with everyone, and uh, <laughs> and I can, and that's and that scares people. <laughs> it scares people a lot but what they don't know is that it's very easy for you to fall in love but they just have to do one little thing and then yeah. it's just gone forever wow. and I'm like no never again never
1: This so that's what's so good about so I've been boyfriend for 10 years um, and he's so lovely he's a is he isn't the best yeah and he turned me from this, like, robot person who could only cry during musicals into someone who now understands and values and gives weight to their emotions. He's he's amazing. Wow. Like, he's completely fixed me. And <laughs> the reason we've stayed together is because he hasn't let me go. <laughs> and that's the other thing, is that I do want to stay with him a lot, but I'm also aware that if he went, I'm going to go now, I don't know if I'd... I know that I wouldn't he'd want him scared. to go, but yeah. I'd be too scared to try and make him stay. Yeah,
0: because I wonder if he definitely
1: yeah (laughs) it's horrible (laughs) whereas he is like no no you dickhead we're staying together this is ridiculous we tried too hard so like no people do sometimes ask like how have you stayed together so long and it's literally just you stay together like when something shit happens you weigh up whether or not it's worth staying together or not and it it was
0: was it hard in the beginning like getting you in
1: uh yeah so when we met so uh i'd been with a i've been with my First proper big boyfriend uh, called Mark when I was little, Um, and I was with—I was—he was was my first ever boyfriend when I was sixteen, and then we broke up because it was long distance and I was sixteen, like it was stupid. (laughs) Um, We broke up, and then we got back together. I bumped into him in a nightclub in Birmingham when I was uh, eighteen, and we started seeing each other again. It became a bit bigger. Then I picked my university based on location to him. We bought a flat together, like it was a proper proper relationship really good I think the reason I did that was almost to prove to my parents that it could happen
0: oh yeah because
1: I think when to bring it back to being gay again I'm very sorry but like uh, when you're when I when you're coming out when I was you don't get to practice being gay at school because the other boys won't let you um You sort of have to, you don't get, because you get to have pretend straight relationships in school, and you get to have uh, a boyfriend or a girlfriend when your parents are in control of your money. So it's really specific, and it's like, well, you can go on a date with her, but here's 20 quid, so you can go to Pizza Hut, and we'll come and pick you up at nine. Whereas when you come out, you have your financial independence and you're not beholden to your parents anymore. So you can fuck your life up, like properly. For the first time you <laughs> fall in love, because if you imagine the first ever person you fell in love with when you were like okay, you know, yeah. 12, 13, yeah. if you had the ability to run away with them to Indonesia and start an alpaca farm, you would. I should have. You know what I should have
0: He was perfect.
1: Because your parents stop you from doing that because they know <laughs> I, that your emotions are too high I that they cloud your judgment. Be, I think my
0: mom would be okay. with. He was really, he was really great. Like <laughs> was he? Was, he? was yeah, he the best yeah, he was, one? He was, he was probably the best one. <laughs> and I fucked that up. <laughs> but do go on. Because you were 12. No, because, yeah, he, got, he wanted to kiss me and I was scared so I hid oh. in the toilet for two hours <laughs> until he broke up with me. <laughs> we was together for six days. Now he's not on Facebook so I can't. Oh
1: no. I can't get him back. What's weird as well, you haven't changed. Um, <laughs> but like... I Sorry, you, you, go you can and also there's a lot of uh, because you want to prove to your parents as well that your life won't be impossible your life won't be hard you therefore stay with someone to like make yeah. it true and try extra extra hard and also my parents are unicorns they've been together for thirty odd years like it's wow. ridiculous and they met my mum met my dad when she was seventeen and wow they've they've been together I mean they're amazing they're so in love it's it's adorable and so living up to that. Yeah. Is also very difficult, and, and I, I was in love with Mark. I did love him. He was the first person I ever loved, and it was a very deep, strong love, and he was amazing. And then he left me uh, because <laughs> I wasn't attractive anymore.
0: Woot, woot, because she wasn't woot, woot. What attractive. Yeah,
1: yeah, don't get me started on that. I did a whole Edinburgh show about it. I think I'm over it now. Um,
0: <laughs> is, it, is that one called Pretty?
1: yeah that was pretty oh, that was pretty wow. so that started oh, yeah. with with him dumping me and me being wow. like oh god maybe I am hideous um, holy shit and then so the whole thing about that and then I got with a boy called Mark and a second Mark Mark 2 who <laughs> What's with you
0: the names? was
1: a dickhead massive no. awful but then he was my rebound I think this is the thing that I am noticing is happening more like loads of my friends are having this where they have one big relationship which is very important usually one which pushes them through uh, someone who will drive them so like Mark did drive me to do stuff uh, because I was going to be an actor and then I, that didn't kind of pan out I didn't want to do it in the end and he kind of forced me into design which is another thing I love so I went to University of Interactive Design that's why I did it at uni and all that kind of stuff. And then Mark II was the exact opposite of him. He was pretty and flighty and naughty and kind of stuff. And there was a lot of sex stuff with Mark I that was weird. And then Mark II kind of dealt with that with me. And so he was useful, but he did ruin my life a little bit. He was an absolute dick. I hated him. And then I dumped him. And then uh, I went on Gaidar, which is a, a website before Grindr existed because we didn't have smartphones back then. And David was at university in Leicester, so my boyfriend now. And we were chatting on Gaydar. He came round to my house for a one-night stand. He'd just broken up with someone he was engaged to. Neither of us wanted a boyfriend. And we fell in love and it was really annoying. We were really annoyed that we fell in love. Like it was fucking irritating. So we were together for a bit, then we had the summer off because he went back to Northern Ireland for the summer came back in September and I was like, no, no, I want to be single. I want to learn to make, I want to learn to make friends because I wasn't really going to make, to, to make friends. I want to learn to make friends. I want to learn to like me and I want to do that and I want to have sex with loads of people and I just want to be single. And I was like, and then he got a boyfriend and I was like, <gasps> fuck this. <Heck> no. <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't let him go. I can't let him go. So we, uh, ended up getting together and 10 years later we're still together Four House Moves and I love him more than anything and it's, it was no anno- I was so annoyed. So annoyed that the timing was wrong. But the truth is, you know, when it it only has to happen once and when it does, you'll know. And I did. And I knew. And I knew I was gonna marry him four days in. You know, I fell in love with him so quickly. It was such a prick. Like you know when you just like you know when something happens to you and you 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 know that it's the right thing, but you're irritated. Because you're like... No,
0: I don't no. know that. Really? I, was <laughs> no. like, I, wasn't, I wasn't irritated. If I, was... if, if, whenever i felt that this was the right mm. thing, I've been irritated because they didn't think so. <laughs> That's well, luckily, my irritation.
1: David at least thought the same. Um, but yeah, so so I didn't want to be with him. But now that I am, and, and what actually happened is that all the stuff I wanted to do through being single, I've actually done with him being with him mm. and because of the safety net and the uh the love that he gives me it's enabled me to become better like I wouldn't be where I am in my career without him I wouldn't be where I am with relationship with my parents with relationship with my friends without him like he's been so good at that it's been quite brilliant and uh, the best. oh my god he's so great I mean he's an absolute nightmare as well like he <laughs> is he is as broken as the rest of us but he is um he is great and he's been really really Good
0: and you're both called me. David we're both called David idea. and
1: you said about the names well you see David I'm his fifth David what yeah so it was it's it <laughs> essentially now looks like a fetish it does um, and so for the first like six months of me and him being together he told all of his friends that I was called William which is my middle name because he couldn't hack the fact of the <laughs> ribbing he the would David. get for going out with another bloody David it's <laughs> just a very popular name in the 80s that's all that's all it is
0: <laughs> it <must have> been. <laughs> Oh, so that's, that's, you, you feel like you're in a good place, mm.
1: yeah? Mm. Definitely, like it's, I mean, you have your down days, like I've had a really weird 2016. Um, I, I had, think, I had I think ing-
0: 2016 has had a weird 2016.
1: I, I mean, I had, I had a brilliant 2015, in terms of uh, career, I had a mm. really, really good 2015, I got my first series on ITV2 with Safeway, Safe Word. Word. I then got the... Which I
0: auditioned for, and I believe the, uh, I think <laughs> I didn't get, I was too good, right? That was why they didn't put me on... <laughs> because i was so good that they they oh, were afraid you... to put me on tv was that not why I was I feel like that was why i wasn't chosen
1: i think you i think you put too much pressure on it when you came into the oh, the, the run through i have
0: never flunked are we allowed to talk about what happened in the second Yeah, run-through? you
1: can yeah you can
0: when <laughs> I said nothing, but that's not the. So if you don't point. know what
1: it is, by the way, it's, oh, it, was yes, a, it was a yeah. roast show. We had celebrities yeah. on, and we would roast the celebrities and each yeah. other, and take over their um, social media. It was quite. It was a fun. It was very mean, which but I'm very quite, fun show. Which
0: I'm quite. I'm quite good at being oh, mean, and I imagine I now know why you're good at being mean. Mm. Like we have a lot of experience it's with other people mechanism. being mean to us, so we have the the words in our heads and how to get them back.
1: No one bullies like the bullied.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so basically, a woman started crying
1: yeah it was uh a, a, i don't
0: remember the name. a
1: sort of i won't say because oh, no, it's that's probably not. unprofessional but a sort of famous woman came in because it was a run-through so it wasn't people we yeah, were gonna so actually have in the on basement, the basement
0: no cameras yeah just testing uh, out
1: and, the show and, uh, uh, oh god who was it who was was tom
0: tom crane it was tom crane it was tom crane
1: tom crane made this celebrity cry and tom <laughs> crane and and Moran were roasting her Catherine Ryan took a very interesting point, and she was just going, "Oh, that's very clever." Now it looks like we're being mean. How dare you? You knew what you were coming to. Like she did. She did not. Like <laughs> no she did, didn't have any time for this.
0: But it was most, one of the most British things I've experienced mm. because this woman burst into tears, <sighs> and no one did anything. We looked like, Oh just God! Shot, like all the producers t- turned their backs and just started going, "Oh, <laughs> I have not noticed any of this happening." And Too I much emotion. Dude,
1: like, what? <laughs> and then, then, as a voice, yeah, Tom was like, "Oh, I stop." And uh, she went yeah. through the tears. She was like, "No, no, you've yeah. written that. Yeah. You should be allowed to say your jokes. You've had time to write them."
0: It was like, "No, obviously not. That, You're weeping." But before that, she'd said something to him. She'd said something like, "You are so mean." Yeah. <laughs> it was it was one of the most weird experiences I mean, it and was i was walking away from that knowing that i'd because mm. i hadn't said a word for an hour and i was calling my my manager and i was just going i flanked this and you won't believe what happened this woman started crying and <laughs> i don't i don't know what just happened and then i was at this crossing and someone p- uh, poked me on the back and it was that woman and she was ah. just like wasn't that awful i could tell that you hated it too and i was like Yes, <laughs> we're all, all awful people, and I t- refuse to be on that show. <laughs> Even if they beg me, I will not do that show. I don't know if it was pressure. I just, I just, I just have. I don't have that you deserve to take up space thing yes
1: because it's really combative in a yeah. panel show situation yeah. you have to take the initiative and walk forward yeah. essentially and go I am. this is mine now this is my time I deserve to speak
0: I'm so bad at that
1: which is what you need to go over because you're super talented and should, uh-huh. you should have been on the show you yeah. should, when you should have been
0: oh I was so angry when Brian McFadden from Westlife did it
1: oh I got and I oh, remember I got the DM oh, for you straight I was, away I was in
0: Australia something just going yeah. you piece of <laughs> shit <I was> <laughs> you were dang. so angry I've been preparing for this my whole life <laughs> I was so curious. He
1: came with material as well, Brian. No. He was It was, was quite funny. Was he good? He was. He was very good. He was very, very good. I cannot take from the fact that Brian McFadden was very, very good on his episode of Safe Word. And he, he came with jokes would written. Have been so good. Oh, you'd have. I think you'd have made him cry. That's the right.
0: I would have right. made him cry. I would have made him cry. Apologize. <laughs> Apologize for what you did to Westlife And me.
1: Yeah. More specifically, my life. <laughs> oh. That was so funny.
0: So you had a good twenty fifteen. Yeah, really good twenty fifteen. And then despite. in twenty
1: sixteen, I had another series of safe word, but I lost the jungle because they completely changed.
0: You lost the, the format.
1: Yeah, so they completely changed the format.
0: I don't know what so,
1: that sentence means. So uh, I was in uh, I'm a uh, so celebrity to get me out of here. And then Are there you, was, were you in there? So I was on the side show on IT2, oh. which was I'm a to get me out of here now. Oh. So it was Laura Whitmore, Joe Swash and me. And we hosted that show. So I was in Australia for, for six weeks doing that oh, cool. amazing 22 live shows. I had a whale of a time. Bloody loved it. Really, really enjoyed it. And then this year they decided they were going to change the show. So now it's called I'm a Celebrity Extra Camp with uh, uh, Vicky Patterson, Chris Ramsey, Stacey Solomon and Joe Swash. And so they changed the format. So I found out about this in like April. And they were like, well, you're not going out again. And so that was a massive blow because I'd obviously, yeah. it was the biggest job I've ever had. Wow. And I'd really wanted another go because I always think like doing things twice is, yeah. is the correct amount. Because, you yeah. know, first time you don't clue you what you're know what doing. You're doing yeah. Second one, at least you can put your stamp on it. And I was a bit, I was yeah. really pissed off. So 2016 started with that being a big blow, like a massive blow for me. I was really sad about it. And uh, and, uh, it took a lot. It was really, really hard. Uh, So 2016's been a bit of a, oh, I need to figure out what I am again. Because it's like, that had been something I've been working towards. So I don't know about you, but in comedy, it's really weird. Your goals are actually quite small because you don't know how far they can go. Because neither of us sat here going, well, I'm going to sell out the O2 next
0: year.
1: (laughs) Because... That's not possible. So I should, but weirdly, have book
0: it. Is that what you're saying? You shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't book it, book it no. Okay, good. But like,
1: but it is a possibility because weirder things have happened. If you get what <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. like yeah. it. But we wouldn't think that. Yeah. And so it, that makes it very, very hard then when you lose something you've worked towards yeah. to contextualize it.
0: Yeah, and and you never know if something is a bump in the road mm. or if this is the end. Mm. Like Every time something bad, you get a no from anything, you go, oh, is, oh I'm just done now. They've yeah. all realized that yeah. I was never a thing. Yes. And now, I'll, I, teaching? Should I do teaching? I guess I should try to be a teacher. <laughs> I, I, every single time I see on Facebook someone post we're looking for an employee and mm. there's a job going, I, my first thought is, oh, yeah, I can do that. Like, I don't yeah, even consider yeah. that I have a job.
1: I know, because it's not sort of a job. You feel yeah. like, you always feel like, it, it's a privilege, I think, to do what oh, we yeah. do. Oh, God, yeah. um And I do love it. And so moaning about it is, is, is very difficult because yeah. people have actual jobs, but then <laughs> equally... <laughs> In contextually I am allowed to moan a little bit about yeah, some because I mean, there are days at work hurt. there are some days oh, yeah. you're in I don't know like Corby and <laughs> yeah. you have to wander because the train tickets were really expensive you do have to wander around Corby for four and a half hours yeah. which guys very hard to do not going to lie very difficult to spend four and a half hours in Corby uh, without three and a half of them being in McDonald's like <laughs> yeah. it is just impossible um, but it is, it is a privilege and I do love doing it but you do get the back of your head that panic that it's mm. it's done, which is a good thing, because we do have that little bit of uh, oh god, what's it called when you ah oh, I've had it in my head and it's gone now. It's been really annoying Um when you believe you can do it even though you probably can't. Yeah, what's e- that illusions called? Illusions
0: of grandeur. No, grandeur. Gwenda. Gwenda.
1: Grand grandeur. That's the right Grandia. word. Foreigner. Car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's it called? Um, oh, what is
0: it when you? That's going uh, to drive me insane. Overcon- I'm Sorry. The, the most wrong person in the world to ask. I am, yeah, but confidence. No. Fake can't fake. Oh. I was just putting it together. Anyway, like, really anyway so anyway, words. so when, when you.
1: When you. Um, when you think
0: you can do something, you, you, when you think, think
1: can. you can do something, essentially. And we do have that in us that we're like, obviously, we believe in ourselves a little bit but yeah, if we you have believe a, a
0: weird mix of no self-esteem but a lot of ego Yeah, it's a very weird yeah mix, yeah a very weird mix of because going, there's nothing no you should all be listening you should all be listening <laughs> to me talk right now but i can't believe you're doing it
1: <laughs> yeah but but equally but why what, Why are you here yeah. <laughs> what what's going on why do you like me oh my god <laughs> um it is it's a weird weird situation pardon me and then because of that whenever you, whenever you get a knock the side of you that's going you can't do this what the hell are you doing yeah. becomes louder yeah. than the oh my god this is going so well yeah. you're doing great this oh my god you're like, so you funny were, we were right we were right yeah, all yeah. along yeah oh, and uh, and uh, I was listening to uh, your Felicity uh, Ward who is amazing mm-hmm. her, yeah. her podcast and she's got the same thing it's like for some reason the knocks are always bigger and bigger than the the ups you never take hold of the ups in the way that you should do because actually then you become a dick because you've met those people Mm. who are only up
0: (gasps) yeah
1: and you're like i hate them so the ups
0: uh you know like the ups can be oh you got this tv show Mm. it's filming in a month but for that whole month up until after it's filmed you don't really Mm. care because it's like well it could fall through Mm. and then you've recorded it and then you go uh oh you know, it, it might not go out, and mm. then and then it does go out, and then you get to be happy for like five minutes, yeah. and then, okay, what what now? And it's <laughs> gone then. And then it's gone because you, you just have no uh, trust. Are we being thrown out of the little room? No, I don't think so. I, don't think, so. <sighs> I
1: think we all I can get... go for hours. But
0: huh? no, I, I, I had a, here's mm. a funny thing, and this says a lot of because I didn't know that you were so deep you know, to have anything under the surface under anything under that pretty pretty surface oh you I was like oh god he's gonna to want to talk about reality TV all the time mm.
1: <laughs> I watch reality TV because I'm endlessly fascinated with humans that's why I watch it
0: you so I read through a lot of interviews with you mm. and in one of them you said that you loved uh uh disneyland mm. disneyland disney world disney world yeah because it is uh an escape from reality yeah. and escape from reality makes you happy so i was gonna after you've spoken about reality tv and the stupid oh, celebrities really? for like <laughs> 45 minutes i was gonna go in and go right but david are you happy with reality no. and then i was gonna just but you've already d- done it
1: oh really <laughs> well you
0: just, the you just opened up oh, and i sorry. didn't think you would so no, really no. I'm like, huh? I don't know. I think
1: it's you. I think it's, I think it's Sophie Hagen. You feel like you can tell you anything.
0: You can. I know. Can. Well,
1: people tell me secrets too. I think it's quite funny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Go I... on. Which ones? <laughs> 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 Nearly everyone <laughs> that meets me tells me something they didn't yeah. expect to have told me. Mm. I don't know why they tell me either because everyone knows that I'm a massive gossip. I keep secrets. <laughs> I keep secrets. I yeah. spread gossip. Yeah. Like, I, I love a drama. <laughs> love a drama. Right? If there are comedians who've got a little bit of a beef, Mm, it's my best oh, my like it's I will check it. I will check in on that Facebook thread <laughs> every five minutes just to, it's five like it nourishes time. me no, you, you need time although oh, you don't wanna, you don't you want, want to you, delete it. you don't want to miss the deleted yeah. ones that's my oh, best God, I love when someone, someone tweets something and then deletes it you're like mm, what did they you? delete why <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love drama so much oh, I, uh, is that a part of do you do you find yourself and might be projecting now do you mm. find yourself like, loving drama in your life as well like when it's when it doesn't really matter, matter. Like uh, when it's just a bit of fun. N-
1: uh, I, no. Yeah,
0: me neither. I hate drama yeah, in my own life. I like
1: being involved from the periphery and like stirring it and making right. it worse for others. Uh, but myself, I hate it because uh, my thing is, I, I go through, like, my thing in life, I think, is... I never want when somebody says my name in a conversation for anyone to go, "Ugh, that prick." I never oh. want that to happen. I know it probably does, but I ne- I'm so desperate to not be. Th- I-, I want to be thought of kindly. I think that's what it is. And I so, just... drama means that someone is mad at me.
0: Oh, that's true. I'm. I just like. I, I think it's another musical thing of. Mm. I really like shouting, but I never shout because I don't get angry. So I love situations where why I get don't, to why shout. don't you get angry? I'm not allowed to. That would make me annoying. That would make me a, a create a scene.
1: Really? Yeah. So you'd rather take the hit no, than I get angry? No, I can feel the anger, but it's yeah, yeah. deep
0: down inside. Then I, I d- take deep breaths and then I go, that's okay.
1: I don't get angry because uh, negative emotions are worthless. They annoy me in my <laughs> head and that's yeah. so like in arguments I piss people off because they'll be like well I'm done now so you've won wow. and people get really angry about that yeah, because that's they're the like worst. That's, why have you done that um, um, yeah. you should care more about this I'm like well <laughs> I don't care actually now I'm done but you should care and it's really bad that's like, the worst thing is I don't argue I'm, I'm really bad because I don't want conflict I can't bother with conflict it's a nightmare. Oh,
0: that makes sense
1: uh, but with anger like I don't get angry either very often yeah. because I've just I'm like it doesn't also, matter but, but it's also, important because it's, if someone's being a dick you should be able to tell them
0: it's also like when I was a child 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 like it must be like kindergarten class like it must be like six eight five six Mm. there's this boy in my class who kept uh punching me in the arm Mm. and he was so annoying he was calling me names and i hated him and i went home to my mom and i was like tomorrow i am gonna punch him and i'm gonna say this to him and i'm gonna say this to him and i'm gonna say this to him and And she said yeah yeah i met him in the city center and he was crying because he couldn't find his mom and uh, then his mom came over and uh, slapped him across the face and said, don't you dare ever, ever leaving me again while he was just crying. Oh so God. maybe that's a reason why he feels like he should punch you. <laughs> I like, oh, fuck. Oh, now I, now I feel empathy. Yeah. <laughs> now I can't punch him. So I would just like let him punch me and be like, no, I get it. He's had a, <laughs> He has a hard childhood. I get it. His mother's a dickhead. And, oh, so I, and I, I have that. like That's mm. what I've been taught. So every time someone's a dick, I can always go... They have a hard day. They don't know. And they're just yeah, yeah. reacting because of something else that has happened today. And they never... Blah, blah, blah. So I just get like overly... Being the understand, diplomat.
1: Being the, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. no
0: one's ever... I, the f- very few people are evil. A lot of people are stupid and they can't help that. So you yeah. can't even really argue with them because they don't understand why they're no. being stupid. And it's just very easy for me to... Not be angry, but so what I love to do is so there's a guy I've I've seen on and off for like four mm. years. Never nothing really big ever happened, but it's like a nice like we argue a lot mm. because I I start the arguments because I think it's so much fun. <laughs> you know, so I would you know we went a group of us went out for drinks and then I just left without saying anything and then after an hour he was like why didn't you come for drinks? And I was like, why didn't you ask me sooner why I, why I left? You must have noticed about an hour ago, your phone better be running out of power because otherwise mm. you have no... And I don't feel any of this, but it's so much fun to get to argue. And then he was yeah. like, you're being ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, maybe you should calm down a bit. Why are you getting so emotional now? And he's like, you're a fucking idiot. I was like, oh yeah, well, it's your f- Oh, I love it so much. I feel nothing. I, like, I, nothing real relies on it, but I yeah, get yeah. to shout, I get to practice, I get yeah. to act. As someone who would be angry about something? But yeah,
1: my boy David likes to uh, wind me up so that I get to nearly arguments... With him, I think he likes to do that because also I think he knows that I'm not gonna yeah. properly go off on one, yeah. but he quite likes just like needling me to the point at which it could happen. And he really because I think it's so rare that yeah. he likes doing that. It's, it's like, a, a fun
0: dynamic. It's fun. Oh, yeah, it is. If it's not serious. Mm. I can, well, I guess that's like why why we're we both so good at safe I I'm good at, at safe because I
1: can be spiteful. That's the problem. Yeah, but that's
0: the same thing. We're really good because I think it's I, because we don't have the c- emotions connected to it
1: i know i think it's different to that i think it's uh because i think it's a defense mechanism oh yeah so i hug people too long when i meet them (laughs) uh not to make not for an act of dominance on them it's an act of submission on me so it's like i'm open to you so this is so you don't need to attack me that's why i do it right i think that's why i do it sometimes it's because they're hot Um, (laughs) and then I, i because when i was little um and then even a little bit more grown up, you, the, the threat of actual physical violence is slightly higher upon both of us. Yeah. Um, when they find out I'm gay or, or because, you know, you happen to be born a woman, how dare you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You then analyse the space you are within, take a reading of it, and so you become very, very good at reading a room, which is also why comedy... Re- Mm. is good for us because we can read what the room wants Mm. and then deliver a joke that would fit that thing because of that you start to know people a bit better sometimes better than you know yourself or you can predict people Mm -hmm. and then because of that you then become very very good at looking at people's weaknesses and then you can then pinpoint exactly the weakness that will get them hardest and then That then leads to the superpower we have of ripping people to shreds, which neither of us want to do because we've both been on the other side of that. But then equally, we know that it's a very, very powerful tool, a very powerful tool. (laughs) You can shut someone up very quickly if they are yelling at you and you know that the fact that their hair is receding is the thing that's going to get them the worst. You do a quick little punch on them and then they're in pieces and it's horrible. And the power of that is horrible. Knowing you've got it. Is not a good no. Like,
0: I, I don't speak to the audience because I I take it too so far. Because really? when, when I'm on stage, I'm already in kind of a. De- mm. It depends. If it was my own gigs, it's different. Mm. But if I do a club gig and there are like there's a drunk audience, I can feel like I'm already on the defense. So if they start talking, I'm so quick to lash out because I'm so scared of what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And I go deep. Like I go like there was a woman. and they had been talking for, for like the whole time. They've been so yeah, annoying. Yeah, yeah. And I'd been kind of handling it. And then at some point. They kept talking again, and then one of them coughed, and I said, are you okay? And one of them said, "Uh, she has a heartburn. And I said, oh, she has a heart. (laughs) 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 And it it gets so, like, I go straight for, like, like, you you deserve to not be alive. 100%, same thing, same thing. So deep, like, so dark. I think I
1: I, I once wished uh, a heckly woman was barren so that she wouldn't give (laughs) us any more heckling children. That's how bad.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. It can no, get. I've, I've but it is its defense. It is defense. I did a kid, children's gig. <laughs> and I was like, you want to take this out? Because you're not allowed to say, cunt not fuck when other kids. No, gig. no, no. So I couldn't say anything to make him shut <laughs> up. So I just said, do you want to take this outside? And he said, yes. And I was like, uh oh.
1: You threatened a child <laughs> threatened to a fight.
0: Child. I was so fucking. It was like, oh, I, hate, I hate children. I hate children.
1: I hate, those kids' I hate, gigs oh are the worst. God, it's
0: the worst. It's the last one I did. I did my, my tour show in Guildford. Mm. And the tech said, you've been here before. And I was like, no, I've never been here before. And then my Wi Fi connected. Yeah. And I was like, that's, I must have been here before. And I couldn't recognize the backstage room or the venue. And then I Googled Guildford in my, uh, not Google, but searched in my yeah, emails. Yeah. And the last one was an invoice a comedy club for kids. Oh my Gil- God. And I was like, Oh, that's why I've forgotten this. <laughs> that was the last kids gig I ever did because I was like, no,
1: no, this. <laughs> Do you isn't find me. that with lots of towns anyway, though, where well, you arrive? Right, like, I've never been here, Bedford. I always forget that I've been. In, I've been to Bedford a lot, and like every a- time I go there, I'm like, I've never been to Bedford before. And then you arrive and go, oh yeah, here.
0: <laughs> I remember the second time I was in Royal Tunbridge Wells. Mm. I was like. Oh no! <laughs> oh no!
1: <laughs> no! That's the weirdest gig in the world. Is that like that one at the it's chapel? The yeah, it's the worst. But the-
0: it's the, I did uh, ten minutes into a thirty-minute gig, and a woman shouted, "We all might want to leave."
1: <laughs> oh man!
0: And they they did. She was right.
1: <laughs> oh, I had I had quite nice gigs there, but I find it really weird yeah, okay. because is that the one, the, the, were you doing the one where the stage at the back of the stage, and then there are tables on the stage?
0: Maybe, yeah. I and then, think so. But then
1: the audience is also full. Yeah, so yeah. So it's like an audience watching an audience watching, watching a comedy, a comedy gig, yeah. and it's like the weirdest it's Brechtian the worst. nightmare. Like, it's you the worst. Go, what is this?
0: It's the worst. I hate I'm, I'm never going back. <laughs> I'm never going back. To I know this is the second episode in which I, I tell, tell Royal Tunbridge Wells about. <laughs> <Sorry. and laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I, I did it on every single really? tour show. I just go, you've been better than Royal Tunbridge <laughs> <laughs> I went to Royal Leamington Spa and, and yelled at them for having the same first name as Royal Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like my response. Well. Anyway, uh, one last question. Um, Go on. If you so imagine you, you've heard, if you've had you've heard a bit of the podcast, mm. you know I'm going to ask you. I'm still going to try and explain it. You can talk now to your tiny little you. You yeah. just come out of the the, the, the vaginas, <laughs> vagina and little gay baby. Yeah. Came out, uh, and you get to say. So it's not like not necessarily advice, but just something. That you would have liked for someone to tell little baby David when you got out. That you, only you can say because you've lived the years mm. you've lived. So you have, the, like, you have the ability to tell little baby, little gay baby David, little gay baby David. Yeah. Something.
1: Uh, the problems you have aren't as big as you think they are, but they're still important. Work through them. Because uh, I always think they're a lot worse than they were. A huge a lot worse than they were. Mm. And... Um, uh, I didn't appreciate how lucky I was to be in the situation I was because when uh, it's like coming out for example my parents were lovely it was hard obviously because it's a different thing so that's why I think I'd, I'd be like that I'd be like yeah uh, you are a, generally a nice person you'll be fine <laughs> that's kind of what it is, almost it gets better but like, more specific on you'll be fine. problems yeah, yeah. yeah. That's nice. and also ask for help you dickhead that's the biggest one for me if you're struggling ask for help yes oh my god oh my god so many of my problems could have been solved if I'd have just gone struggling here yeah and somebody wanted to sort me out
0: I feel like a lot of people who answer that question end up saying something they still need to be told.
1: (laughs) Of course, of course, because that's what's on my mind. There's a thousand things I could have told that tiny baby. (laughs) But you
0: you don't care anymore. No, because I've dealt with it.
1: Like It's past it. (laughs) I've I've, I've dealt with it. I would have told that child, you know, like, maybe don't lean too hard into the church. (laughs) It's not going to be important to you. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe when they come and ask about being a priest. Don't say yes. You know, <laughs> it's not going to matter. a priest. Hey, that was that was on the cards.
0: Little gay baby David.
1: Well, oh, if you're a gay Catholic, you've got two things: leave the church or join it. Really hard. Like those are the two things you can do.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, David. Do you, what do you want to plug? Where can oh, find nothing. You? Uh,
1: uh, at just at this is David on Twitter and uh, thisisdavid.com dot com if you want to see where I am. I'm very bad at updating that gig list because I don't think anyone wants to come and see me, so I don't put them on. Are you doing uh, my
0: gig on the, in Oh uh, Yes, I'll
1: do your gig in January. Yay,
0: so come to my gig in London called So is mm. Alone With Other People at the Phoenix right. Artists Club in London on January 10th. Yes, yeah.
1: and now that means I have to write some new material to for that material. because I've got two months. So and I've people got, here uh, are
0: so lovely. My audience are the best.
1: I've heard. I've heard yeah. it's really lovely. It's
0: the loveliest. Ugh. Thank you so much. So no worries. Thanks for having me. me. No worries. Bye. Isn't he beautiful? I love him so much. Thank you so much for listening. Um, don't forget that you can make your uh, once-in-a-lifetime decision <laughs> to go to patreon.com forward slash mopod, M-O-H-P-O-D, and you can support this uh, podcast and me. So thank you so much. You can find my live shows on sovjong.com. Uh, I have a Danish tour in February, and uh, I would love to see you there. So uh, thank you so much, and uh, enjoy. Enjoy the rest of your day or night or wherever you are. And um, remember to be... I, so this isn't a piece of advice that may sound stupid. And it may, and it definitely feels stupid. But today or tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this, the, the, next, the next 24 hours of your life, try. And I'm just saying try because I know this is hard. Every time you've done something that you didn't want to do. And this could be like... Uh, Getting dressed in the morning, showering, getting out of bed, eating breakfast, uh, going to work, uh, running after a bus—anything that fills you with anxiety and 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 sadness and and irritation. <clears throat> after you've done it, tell yourself, like, give yourself a little tiny round of applause. Make sure you say in your head, "Well, fucking done! Holy shit, you got out of bed!" And you did not want to. But you did it. You legend. You amazing human being. You are stronger than you think. You can do more than you thought you could. This is You can do anything you set your mind to now. And the rest of the day is done. You got out of bed. What? Nothing in you wanted to do that. And you did it. Isn't that amazing? Tell yourself that. Okay? Promise me that. That would be great. Okay. Uh, I will... I will go. Thank you for listening. You're an amazing human being. Um, Give this podcast a five-star review if you want to. Otherwise, you know what? I, I still love you. So thank you for listening and bye.